Hello and welcome to Sutro Side Talk, episode two. I'm your host, Kamran Shushtar, alongside James Seelig. Yeah, so this episode's format is going to be a little bit different. This week was E3, and we have a lot to talk about. So we're dividing up small episodes with each and every conference. So Sony will have their own, Microsoft will have their own. And then this episode you're listening to right now will actually have just movie and TV news, as well as a little bit of game news that came out before E3 started. Just so it'll be a little bit shorter, and we'll just be talking about that stuff and what we're playing and watching, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, so let's start with what we actually were playing. Uh, This week was honestly pretty low for me, so I don't really have anything to talk about at the moment. How about you? Uh, I just played a little bit of Destiny, a little bit of Un... or a little bit of Overwatch. That's the one. (laughs) And uh, I tried the new Castlevania-like game, uh, Bloodstained's Curse of the Moon. And it was pretty good. I just thought it was kind of funny the whole time I'm playing. I was like, wow, this is exactly like the old Castlevania games. Then I realized, well, that's because it's made by the guy who did the old Castlevania games. So no wonder. Yeah, isn't it like each of those games are kind of based off of a specific Castlevania title from the past? Um, Here's the thing. He kickstarted Bloodstained... I can't remember what the other one was called, but it was supposed to be like Castlevania Symphony of the Night. It was a, a more Metroidvania open world kind of game. And he, like his fans that loved Castlevania Symphony of the Night loved it so much that they just, he got funded almost immediately and he just started making more and more stretch goals. And one of them was, hey, if you give me enough money, I'll make this 8-bit make kind of thing that's more like the older Castlevania games. So two games in one for one Kickstarter. Basically, okay, yeah. That's pretty good, I guess. Yeah, and it's actually pretty good. For 10 bucks. I, I actually really like it. Nice. Anything yeah. else? Or is that all? Mm, I think that's about it. Oh, I, I tried a little bit of Fortnite on, on my Switch after it came out for uh, uh, during E3. That's pretty... It works pretty good. It's kind of nice. Awesome. Also, just a heads up, sorry everyone, Um, if you hear a little bit of like kind of knocking in the background... Uh, there's construction going on a little bit in the house next to us, so there's nothing we can really do about that. I tried to tell them to do it another day, but, you know, they, they have to construct a house, yeah. so... People gotta work. Yeah. But, alright, we'll move straight to gaming news. Uh, we have a few things to talk about. Uh, first off, Sony revealed uh, five games before E3 started, just to kind of lead it up, so each day they'd kind of show something new. The first one was Tetris Effect. Yeah, it's basically Tetris made by the guy who did the Luminous games. So, it can't be bad, but I'm I'm not super interested. It's kind of interesting. You can play it in VR. Yeah, if you have a PSVR, I'm sure it looks really pretty and you come out and you're like, I don't know where I am anymore. Yeah. <laughs> like, the amount of lighting that was going on there was kind of crazy. Yeah. And then next was Days Gone got a release date. Uh, there was a small trailer that happened with it, um, just kind of showing a little bit more of the world. Uh, I think the protagonist has a bounty on his head. The release date, though, is now February 22nd, 2019. So it kind of is taking the slot that previously God of War and Horizon Zero Dawn had at the beginning of the year, just to kind of start off Sony with a big kick. We'll see how it goes, though. Um, hopefully that was the last delay, just because it's gotten delayed a few times already. Yeah. Um, We'll see it hopefully at the beginning of the next year. After that was uh, Twin Mirror, which I don't know too much about. Do you? It was kind of a, it looked like a psychological horror kind of game. It kind of, some guy checks into a hotel, blacks out, wakes up with blood all over his clothes, and you just gotta, I guess, figure out what happened the night before. And then there was a lot of Inception looking weird dreamscape stuff where you're, I guess, going through his mind and trying to figure out what happened okay so they were like oh let's put inception with the hangover and see if basically uh, hilarity can ensue probably it's a lot more serious yeah it's it's, i don't know it's kind of interesting Uh, neat looking indie game i guess gotcha and then they announced a new vr game called ghost giant which is made by zoink i don't really know that developer oh Um, man they did some indie game I played a while ago. I can't remember what it was called. Right. It, it was okay. And then last was Beat Saber, which already released, I believe, on Oculus and then maybe the Vive. Yeah, um, that looks super fun. Imagine 
a rhythm game like Guitar Hero, but the notes coming down the track, you're slicing in half with lightsabers. It looks super fun. I actually kind of want to get a VR headset just for that, but I don't know. The, the lightsabers honestly do look pretty damn awesome. That, that did look pretty exciting. And those were the five games that Sony revealed leading up to E3. And then before that, uh, among the other streams that all of the other big publishers were doing, Bungie released a uh, pretty big stream yeah. for Destiny 2's big year 2 launch, which will be uh, Forsaken. Yeah. Kind of so this cool. will probably be the big part, along with a solo spoiler cast uh, portion. But yeah, Forsaken, they sh they gave us a lot, I'd say. They gave us oh, yeah. quite quite a ton. Yeah. Uh, they, at least for that stream, they seem to mostly talk about, uh, updates to the game, uh, kind of like one of the things they talked about was how they're going to switch up weapon slots because people have been complaining that they don't really like the feel of how it is in Destiny 2 and Destiny 1 felt better and they said something along the lines of, you know, if you liked how it was in Destiny 1, you can, you can play it that way. If you still like Destiny 2, you can play it that way. You could equip three shotguns for all we care, or, or however they said it. That interests me. I don't know how that's going to work, but I I definitely want to know how. I, I can expect a lot more chaos from oh, that, I'm sure. sure, in Crucible specifically. Uh, yeah, that's that's where it's definitely going to make Crucible awesome, is because I rarely use a shotgun or a sniper rifle anymore because they are power weapons, and I would rather use a rocket launcher or a sword, something. That's... Or or just use a shotgun, a sniper rifle, and a rocket launcher. And yeah, now you can do that. Like that. You could be a powerhouse. Yeah. Well, they haven't really gave full details on exactly how that's all going to work specifically. So who knows? Maybe if there's going to be certain limits or not. Yeah. Um, but we'll see exactly what happens with that closer to the release date which they did say the release date for this will be uh, september 4th yeah and they're showing multiple purchase yeah ways to purchase it i guess yeah something like if if you don't own destiny at all yet you could buy like the whole collection I mean, they, they've done this before you yeah they buy... did that taking king that's when i bought it was, yeah uh, the year two collection yeah you could buy everything for 60 bucks like it was when it first came out, just with all the DLC leading up to now. And they'll probably lower the price for the original. Yeah, but then they also talked about something like, going forward from now, they're not going to do in like expansion passes. It's going to be a yearly subscription thing. Yeah, so it's yeah year, year two and probably like a year three pass. So the year two pass is in it like uh, $70. Oh, really? I think so. I mean, it makes sense because if you think about it or something close to that, I believe it was, I want to say it was 70 just because... Taken King on its own, and I think Rise of Iron on their own, were each like $40. I think Taken King was 40 I think Rise of Iron was 20 or 30 Probably 30 then. I, I feel like we paid a lot of that, for it. Yeah. Because it was more than the... Um, the I know Dark, Dark Below and... Yeah, Dark House Below and House of Wolves were both $20 each. And then together they were 35 Yeah. Yeah. So I think, yeah, because for the 70, then you're getting two new expansions, kind of like Osiris and Warmind, most likely. So they'll probably be like layers, most likely, for raids and everything else. Well, it's saving $5, I guess, if you look at the same yeah. price point. Hopefully. We'll, we'll see how that works. Yeah. I'll probably be getting that version digitally anyway, just the year two, plus yeah. those two little expansions. And a new weapon was also shown the bow oh yeah so it's not like the night stalker bow it's a legit like bow any class can use a hunter warlock titan yeah it's like a compound bow yeah it's pretty cool i'm actually i'm actually really interested in trying that out because that looks super cool they also talked about uh new supers for all the classes yeah so it seems like they're gonna be a new branch for each one so kind of yeah. like if you're a gunslinger you'll get the throwing knives as another option it looked like yeah just like it's solar throwing solar. knives there seemed to be some sort of like a void, almost like an arc blade kind of thing going on for him too. Uh, I don't know. I can't remember what the arc thing was for that. Uh, the warlock got like a, what looked like a solar kamehameha. Yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah, each one's 
pretty cool. They didn't. They kind of said like two for each class. Like they they said two for the Titan, two for the Hunter, two yeah. for the Warlock. Uh, there might be one for all three subclasses, but that'd be neat. They didn't show everything yeah so it could be revealed later or it could be something they kind of give out over time and just kind of give us a big amount first and then trickle out like the remaining ones we don't have yet afterwards um who knows how we're gonna get them maybe it's gonna be like oh you have to go back to that old uh tree and the yeah. that traveler piece or maybe it's something in the reef Ooh, which... what if you find traveler shards in the reef i highly doubt that mm. yeah, yeah i don't know where they come from yeah, yeah it wouldn't make any sense um but actually, the reef. Speaking of the reef, that is the new setting. Oh yeah, <laughs> of Forsaken. Yeah, the two new locations they're showing are the Dreaming City and then the Forgotten Shore. We're gonna get a lot of Awoken and Fallen, most likely, or at least Fallen. So they also released during E three uh, during the Sony press conference. We'll go more Sony later, of course, but we're just kind of taking this little bit out and throwing it here instead. Uh, they released a cinematic trailer with some pretty pretty good music yeah and it kind of shows you the 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 synopsis of the story so it looks like prince aldrin is back which if you did play destiny one he survived at the end of the taken war or at the beginning of the taken war during the cinematic and he crash lands on mars you find that out through like the end of destiny and the triumph year and he somehow gets away and gets to the fallen and it looks like uh, he pretty much takes over what's left of them. And throughout Destiny 2 in the beginning, you're kind of seeing all these purple fallen. No house that you know about. The colors are pretty Awoken style. Like they're purple. The reef is very purple. Like their entire getup is just purple, violet, pink, magenta, out of that kind of area. And I, I think I predicted this way before. Uh, when yeah. we were playing Destiny 2, I was like, oh, I feel like it's Aldrin in charge of them from the shadows or something. Yeah. And possibly, like, it has something to do as well with the House of Kings, just because we still never met their Kel. Which, if he's leading the, all the Fallen, maybe he killed the Kel? You think or... he's going to become the Kel of Kells? I think he's just the Kel. And then the rest of the houses were so small, they just said screw it and joined up for one. Yeah. And he breaks a bunch of barons out of the prison of elders as we see in the trailer yeah and it kind of the the song gives you a very western feel i feel like yeah bungie actually said something along the lines of they wanted all of these fallen enemies to feel like enemies from like an old western like wasn't it magnificent seven yeah yeah you know with like individual personalities and they're all interesting in some way or another yeah, so each fallen baron should hopefully be pretty unique from each other. And Aldrin does something kind of kind of fucked up, I'd say. Yeah, I did not expect that. So the, the, the characters that you have that support you in Destiny aren't the best fleshed out, but the one that you kind of enjoy the most out of all of them is Cade Six. Yeah, who's, probably fan favorite. Yeah, he's a hunter who's an exo. He leads the hunter portion of the vanguard. And me personally, I my main is a hunter, so the, I feel an extra connection for that specifically. And it looks like you and Cade get sent over to see what's going on. Like, maybe there's a distress call, something like prison orders being invaded. Basically, though, we see Cade alone, breathing hard. Uh, his ghost is right there. Then the ghost is dead, got shot. And it turns out the barons are right there, along with Aldrin, who has not only released them but taken Cade's exotic hand uh, hand cannon oh that was his own gun that was his own i didn't even notice that it was the it was the exotic ace of spades which was also from destiny one but that is the hand cannon that Cade uses specifically and so he kills Cade six and his ghost with his own gun so no revives no revives um some people think because Cade's an exo specifically he might be able to come back but it he he's I'm 90% sure he's dead. Bungie keeps saying definitively, he's dead. That's it, why you go on this revenge story. Yeah, like this isn't, uh, they, everyone want, everyone's like, we want a deeper story, more just like Destiny has a dark like background. Everything's dark. You want to have a dark story for once instead of a kind of cheap, not cheap, but like very superficial, superficial story, but also kind of 
week compared with like Osiris and Warmind, where everything was just kind of like, okay, yeah, thanks, I guess. And with this one, it's straight up like, oh, the most popular character is dead, and this is yeah. about vengeance and hatred. Let's go get him. Yeah. So we'll probably be chasing him throughout the reef. It says, like, in just, like, the intro, like, oh, you're going to be fighting all the barons, most likely with the new raid. I feel like it's going to be Uldrin himself. Oh, you're going to have to fight at the end. I, I, it seems like it just because it just says you're hunting down the barons. It doesn't say anything about Uldrin himself. I don't know. I could see them pulling something like, you know, Uldrin comes after you for revenge for not helping the reef when the taking came. Or, or whatever, and but then through the course of the story, the barons betray him or something, and then you have to go take them out, and the that could be the raid, is taking out a bunch of the raid bosses, or the raid bosses could be the, the fallen guys. Yeah, but so I don't know, we, this is all speculation, we have no idea. Yeah, and I mean, I, I did skip ahead and watch one of them, my name is Biff, oh, videos, yeah. and he does talk about it a bit. Um, Biff is just a YouTuber who does pretty damn good destiny lore i barely listened to much of it but so far for what i have listened to he's pretty on point you should go listen to him for sure yeah if uh, you want some good destiny lore stories he's got them down really well yeah and he talks about kind of why aldrin's not like it's right what he's doing but from his perspective you can see why he's doing what he's doing with everything that happened from like everything that led up to the fall of like his sister who was queen marisov leader of the awoken yeah and the fall of the awoken themselves was because like the amount of things you do throughout destiny one like from meeting them and kind of getting their support to killing crota which brings oryx in and with oryx there the awoken know that they have to fight him and marisov knows like that apparently the guardians have to defeat him so then she sacrifices herself, or at least it seems so. I don't know. I feel like she might come back. We'll see eventually. But at, for now, they're dead. And Aldrin loses like all a lot of his people. He crash lands. So all this shit that's happened, it's kind of like, oh, this is their fault. Yeah. And everything that's ever happened to them is pretty much all their fault. Yeah. And so he straight up just wants revenge on this. Like It's like... He wants revenge on us, and then he does what he does, so now we want revenge on him for killing Cade, and we'll just see where it goes in September. It's going to be pretty damn exciting. Yeah. The last little bit was uh, they introduced a new PvP slash PvE mode, Gambit. Gambit. I'm really interested in that, because it's, it's kind of interesting that for the most part of the match, it's you and four other guys fighting, uh, just you know ai enemies it seems points. like it's a combo of prison of elders with yeah. pvp it you're the it seems like varix or someone which i hope varix is in this i'm sure he is he's going to be in this game somewhere yeah but uh enemies will come out probably high powered along with smaller ones just like prison elders used to have and you're with your fire team doing it and in the same match in a different area another fire team's fighting like kind of either the same enemies different enemies but they're also doing the same thing I guess you can you can see it as competitive horde mode, where you yeah. got two teams doing a horde mode type thing at the same time, trying to score more points. I'd but so. you could do stuff like deposit points to block the enemy team from scoring, and you could even at some point send someone over to the enemy team to take them out so to block them for a bit. That's pretty neat. Yeah, so you can just be doing really well, and then you go let's let's go fuck with them. Send one guy over with a rocket launcher and just straight merc, like, probably half of them. Yeah. And then they'll probably kill you, and then just kind of you slow them down just a bit. I think you're on a timer for how long you're there. Yeah. It'll probably be very short time, so you got to do what you do fast. But Save that's, those supers. Yeah. Anything else you want to talk about, Destiny 2? I think that's about it. Oh, unless we want to talk about the roadmap for, uh, for the next year, for year two. Yeah, if you just want to read off, um, just really the one that's coming next, I guess. For yeah, they got a few things. Uh, so in year two, they're going to start doing gear collections. So basically, uh, if you want to delete something, you can. You could just recall it whenever. It doesn't need to take up your vault space. Which I'm wondering if you have a masterwork gear piece. 
if you delete that, will it come back as a masterwork, or do you have to basically get masterwork cores all over that's a again? Good, that's a good question. That's like kind of like, oh, maybe I, you could delete like all the things that aren't masterworks, if anything. That you'll yeah. still have a lot more vault space at yeah. the very least. And that's the other thing is they're in, they're adding two hundred more vault space slots, so that's going to be five hundred total. They're going to actually add game in game lore somewhere somehow, but yeah. that I'm interested in. They're finally making power levels matter again in uh, Trials Iron Banner and, Iron and Banner, Trials yeah. of Osiris. I was always super confused what was the point of doing those special modes if they didn't do anything special for them. Yeah, now it's like you need light level matters, so it's literally going to be about competition and who's better than the other. Yeah, and we kind of touched on ch they're going to change the weapon slot, how, or weapon slots, how those work you know start adding randomized weapon mods and stuff like that uh they're gonna retool the mod system too and oh finally add bulk shader deletion thank god yeah you don't know how many times in between like going on crucible and you're like loading for the next match and just like delete 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 yeah uh, like 130 rare shaders of the same type and i'm just like well i just want one it takes so. forever yeah it takes fucking forever. yeah it's terrible so that's about it for destiny news i think that's about it for game news yeah really um actually one last thing for it though if they're doing gear collection i'm hoping then they'll have collection for ships and sparrows oh yeah because that's honestly Probably. that'll be a lot easier to delete from the vault than just because the power levels for those don't really matter yeah 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 that's it for gaming news and next is kind of the movies we've watched. Uh, if you want to go for it, we'll save Solo for last. But Yeah, honestly, Solo is pretty much the only movie I've seen since the last time we met. Okay, I've seen two since, actually three. I saw three now that I think about it. I saw Popstar, which have you seen Popstar? No. All right, do you know the band Lonely Island? Yeah. It's like So it's, oh, um, yeah, it's their movie. It's not that long. It's like super short, less than an hour and a half. That movie is so hilarious. I was dying. Like, I, if you like Lonely Island, if you like Andy Samberg, or if you like something that's stupid and funny, this movie is amazing. Like, it's really good. And the amount of famous artists and actors and actresses is insane. Like, it's ridiculous who's in this movie and the random people that come in and the way they come in. You're just like, what the hell? Like, I'm not going to say much. All I'm going to say is, like, there's even a part where Seal gets attacked by wolves. Oh, yeah, that was yeah, that movie. Yeah, like, that happens. Justin Timberlake's a cook. Like, it's fucking ridiculous. I, that movie was so funny. I was dying. Uh, the next one I saw was Hereditary, which just recently came out in theaters. That movie I won't say too much about just because you it's a good horror movie. Um, I wouldn't say it's really scary. It's more unsettling than scary. But when something unsettling happens, like, the, the hair on the back of your neck kind of comes up. You're like, oh, shit, dude, now I <laughs> I don't leave. I don't, I don't like this. Kind of makes sense. Wasn't that made by the guys that did, or whoever did uh, The Witch? Yes, yes. And, like, um, there were parts in when the, something scary was supposed to happen, I was either laughing <laughs> or just thinking, like, oh, hell no, I'm getting the fuck out. <laughs> it's like, if I was in that situation, I'd be gone too hard. Like, I'd be gone so fast. It, it's really good, though. Um, for me, I don't. I like horror movies. I like getting scared by horror movies. And for the most part, most of them that come out are usually pretty bad or just cash grabs. So ones, some like these are just kind of nice to see every now and again. Um, and then last I saw I, the only Mad Max movie I hadn't seen yet. Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. <laughs> and dude, that movie's it's the best way to describe it is it's the Temple of Doom of the trilogy. So it's just kind of weird. It has a bunch of kids. Um, you're like, this is kind of silly. Like, do you even... So Mad Max, uh, Road Warrior, and even like Fury Road, they're all horror movies. This one is PG-13, which kind of told you at that time, most likely I'm guessing, uh, they knew it was going to do the worst in terms of like sales. So they probably lowered the rating so more people could mm. probably see it, if anything. But it was... It was I enjoyed it a lot. Um, it wasn't a great movie or anything like that, but it was just really enjoyable if you like Mad Max movies. Mm. And that's about it for that. And then you finally saw Solo. Yeah. So we can Thank actually talk about that. Uh, spoilers ahead for this one. I'm going to also put in the time code for when you want to like kind of stop listening if you don't want to hear any spoilers. 
uh, from now on with any spoilers, I'll start putting in, like, in the show notes a uh, time code of like what you want to skip over if you don't want something spoiled from a specific like movie or TV show, and eventually if we spoil a game or anything like that. So since I already talked about it last week, uh, what are your first thoughts on it? I thought it was good, but I was never really excited while watching the movie. It was really weird. Uh, I mean, I love Han Solo. I love Star Wars. It's just at no point in that movie was I really like, wow, I can't believe that happened. Right. Didn't like a lot of emotion. Like you didn't have any emotion towards it. Yeah, not really. Like even during the, the Kessel Run scene, which should have been interesting. I was just confused the whole time that I was like, wait, this is the Kessel Run? Just get away from the planet in any direction? That doesn't make sense to me, but whatever. I don't know. Uh, and also, I, I kind of was confused. Why was Chewie in that cell? Like, Oh, uh, he um, ripped a label off a mattress. What? He, he ripped a label off a mattress. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I, I have no, They didn't say. They, uh, it was yeah. just like, oh, Chewie's here. Okay, th- thanks. Yeah, I, that's the thing. Is like they, they throw Han into a cell for, de- for desertion. They're just throwing him to the beast or whatever. And it ends up being Chewbacca, and it was it was interesting how they got out and everything. But the whole time I was just like, "Why is Chewie here? How is how did he get here? Why does this the stormtrooper? Why does the Empire have a Wookiee in a cell for some reason? Like a war is going on right now. What's what, what does this have to do with yeah. anything? And the war is not even on Kashik, which is yeah. where Chewie's even from. And that was the other thing. Was I, th- I thought as they were pulling away from the planet they were going to reveal that oh shit this is kashik this is what happened to kashik but nope no, you get no idea what the planet was just wookie is i guess wookie chewy is just their pet wookie apparently yeah it's it, it just was weird and apparently he he eats other people yeah like they're like yeah he hasn't eaten anything in forever and we haven't like thrown someone to him so it sounds like they throw people down there kind of like they did in return yeah. of the jedi with the rancor pit yeah and chewie might have eaten them i'm i'm not totally I, sure on them i just kind of like oh maybe he's been kind of hungry to just yeah. say screw it you're your food now dude what's up i mean i'm sure he didn't like it but it technically still, he's not technically a cannibal so yeah, yeah. <laughs> i don't know uh, i just there were i had a few issues with with solo overall i still thought it was fun and all but i was just confused also super spoilers when when darth maul showed up at the very end i was like wait what <laughs> right it was the, that was the only emotional part i had it was just kind of like wait what how, when did this movie take place again yeah and just because darth maul for those that don't know um if you've only seen the live action movies, Darth Maul dies at the end of Phantom Menace. Uh, he did. But not really. <laughs> he is still alive. Well, half of him is anyway. Uh, he comes back in the Clone Wars TV show or the Clone Wars cartoon that was on Cartoon Network. And he has like arachnid legs at first. He's in like a weird junkyard. He's fucking crazy. And he ends up getting like a, a brother who kind of helps him out of it. And together they fuck up shit they end up like corralling all these different cartels and have them he's like basically going around conquering them one at a time and eventually just straight up attacks and takes over mandalore and then kills obi-wan's ex-girlfriend obi-wan's pretty sad about it but then it's like you're not going to sway me to to hatred and vengeance and which obviously the opposite of Anakin where Obi-Wan can actually yeah. just like, oh, you killed my girlfriend. Well, uh, you know, I don't hate you, but yeah. still, you know, you suck, dude. That sucks, but I'll move on. Yeah, I'll figure it out, man. Um, yeah, so he does all that. He ends up, though, being taken prisoner by Palpatine. Eventually, Palpatine finds out he's back and he's just like, oh, well, I don't like you anymore. Uh, he kills his brother, whose name is uh, Savage Press. And then Maul kind of has to do shit for the Empire at first, but then he gets away uh, because there, there's a bunch of shit that happens, basically. Uh, point is, though, he survives. Um, you don't really know what happens to him later until the show Rebels comes up, which he's kind of old but still capable. And he does a bunch of stuff just to really find where Obi-Wan is and then eventually tracks him down to Tatooine and... Is like, oh, what are you doing here, Obi-Wan? Oh, you're protecting someone. Who could it be? And he finds out it's Luke. Uh, they fight for, I want to say, 
three seconds. Obi Wan pretty much kills him in literally one slash, and and the cool part was he did it in Qui Gon's stance, so he did it in Qui Gon's fighting style. It was just like you kind of remembered. You're like, oh shit, I remember this from that one scene in Episode One. Uh, so Maul straight up dies there. Um, he's also it's weird because he's very. He finds out Luke's also the chosen one, and he's like, oh, he's going to avenge us all. And that's, like, his line, last dying words. But, yeah, that's what basically happened with Maul. So it seems like when he shows up in Solo, this is in between those two. So it's kind of bridging what happens between Clone Wars and Rebels with Maul specifically. And if there are sequels to Solo, it's probably going to have Maul in it. Otherwise, the other way he would appear is when they make the Boba Fett movie, I feel like. Those are the two ways he'll keep coming back yeah i think it, it really felt like they were gearing up for at least a sequel yeah it, they were in talks saying it could become like a trilogy over time um but the sales obviously haven't been doing too well yeah it for a movie it's like it's a fine movie it's in a it's a good adventure uh kind of thinking about it later like giving my time to really think about it uh it did the opposite of Last Jedi, where Last Jedi got worse the more I thought about it. This one got just a smidge more enjoyable. It just I was like, it was just a fun adventure. Uh, the music did grow on me a little bit more. And just the way the actor portrays Han was his own way. But it kind of tells you how it's going to lead up to, like, if they do, like, a couple more movies, you're going to see his drop from being kind of like this cheery dude to... And kind of helping people to a man that just looks out for himself and yeah, Chewie and just says, like, fuck everyone else. The more cynical he, Han that we know. Yeah, until he rescues a princess, he's not going to give a shit, basically. Yeah. And if that does happen, depending on, like, uh, I know Disney's probably reevaluating things after the sales and everything else, the critics. The thing was, though, with the character this important, like, Harrison Ford portrayed him for years, and he is... Besides Luke, he's, like, the main, and Leia, he's the main, like, he's the biggest Star Wars character. Like, he's important. Everyone loves him. And for the movie to just be fine to okay, like, it should be amazing if it's a Han Solo movie about Han Solo. So that's honestly the biggest disappointment about it. Yeah, agreed. Uh, Is there anything else you want to say about that movie? Mm. You don't have to really dwell into it too much or anything. No, I think that's about it. All right. Yeah, so that's it for what we watched. Next is all of the film news, which, holy shit, we have a lot of film news this week. I will say, uh, first off, we'll just go through all the trailers that so came out. Trailers. So many So many trailers. So there was a trailer for Mortal Engines, that new Peter Jackson movie coming out, which it's a like, little city on wheels, and a big city swallows it up, and it seems like... Uh, more is going to happen with it. Uh, I, we don't know much about the movie. It just seems like uh, the big city is evil, or the dude yeah. in the big city is evil. <laughs> I'm really bad at describing this movie. I just didn't. It's Peter Jackson, so I want to give it a chance, but I'm just not that interested. I thought the trailer showed it was like visually very interesting, but I was almost immediately lost when they said something like it only took. You know, however many minutes for the world to nearly end, and now humanity has basically grouped up into giant moving cities somehow. I don't know how you get from end of everything to massive moving cities, but whatever. And then you have Hugo Weaving going like, ah, we're going to rule the world, and I'm in charge of this giant London town on wheels. Basically, London is the main it seems like the main antagonist is hugo weaving in charge of london which is a just i guess one of those massive moving cities yeah and we'll just try to fast track through them as much as possible i just do want to say i I can't wait to see how intricate the hot wheels for these fucking (laughs) car cities is gonna be (laughs) be like oh check it out you could just fucking i don't even know like the amount of detail you have to put into this if they even try to do something like that i would laugh so hard i can't even imagine how hard it was for visual effects to create a constant like just like a, a giant oh yeah city like that it's just crazy um besides that the bumblebee trailer showed up which I'm not excited. You're not excited? <laughs> no. All right. Um, as someone who... I didn't see the last Transformers movie. I don't even... It was like last night or something. It was 
Knights and Nazis and shit. I'm not really sure I didn't watch it. I couldn't do it anymore. Yeah, didn't you know the Transformers killed Hitler? I'm fucking... I don't care, dude. Uh, <laughs> they also... <laughs> I just don't even want to know about their movie. Because the one before that, I watched it in free for IMAX. I just couldn't... I couldn't deal with it. I was I watched it for free, and I want. I was like, I want my money back. A few of them were also Knights of the Round Table. I okay. I, <laughs> no, you don't have to tell me anymore about this. Um, it's so bad. I also the just the designs of the Transformers. It's like they they think more is better when yeah. the designs for themselves. It's like no. Why is why is Starscream a triangle? <laughs> I actually that was the only thing I actually liked about the Bumblebee trailer was I Everything actually kind of looked... liked. The design of Bumblebee, he looks a lot closer to the original Bumblebee in the cartoon. Uh, same with Starscream. He yeah. shows up on screen for a second, and he's the same, you know, jet with like the red highlights, and and for that, and he even transforms like he does in the original, as the toy did. Yeah. So, and I was like, oh my god, that's so cool. Yeah, and it's basically a prequel to the others. It's just like a story about Bumblebee, and maybe what I think he still doesn't talk in that as well, but it just no. kind of, it's like a progression. Um, yeah, the design just looks a lot better. Uh, that's really what made me think, oh, maybe I might go see this movie. It seems more interesting just for the visual effects. Like, the fix in the visual effects seems just, it makes me want to go see it now a little bit. I'm not like, oh my god, I can't wait to see this movie. But it's like, I might see it in theaters now. We'll right. see. Uh, besides that, I mean, I'm hopefully not Netflix that watching the time. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Halloween. I was actually surprised. Uh, pretty surprised to how much i like that trailer yeah so it's it takes place after the original like original original it's just like a giant gap now so yeah. jane lee curtis's old grandma now and she's like i've been fucking practicing guns to kill yeah. this man now it seems to ignore like the next few halloween movies so it's like halloween one happened and then none of these not happens. even part two it's just like halloween part one ha nothing else and michael yeah. got yeah, Michael's Hot. been in an institution since then, and now he he broke out, and Jamie old uh, Jamie Lee Curtis has to take him out. And I actually was surprised how badass they made old Jamie Lee Curtis look with like all the like her gun shooting and stuff. The they're practicing her guns every day, yeah. and she's just like I've been praying for him to escape. Why would you want that? So I can kill him. But I was actually like, damn, yeah, Jamie Lee Curtis, you go. Yeah, another couple trailers were the animated ones that came out. Uh, Lego Movie 2. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that, it's it's like, oh, let's turn it into Mad Max where everything's an apocalypse now. It seems like at the end of the first one, Will Ferrell tells his kid, he's like, oh, well, your sister can play here now, too. So I guess because the either, like, toddler or infant sister is playing with the Legos or has her own Legos, too everything kind of went to shit for all the lego characters <laughs> so everyone's like i hate everything except for uh i forget the main character's name but it was it was chris pratt right yeah yeah man what was his name but yeah chris pratt's character is just like i'm still happy everyone uh but everyone gets kidnapped by i guess the sister's legos and he has to go rescue them and it just looks like a it's gonna be a good time it's the same directors uh they Honestly, I haven't seen a bad movie from them yet. Yeah, They're pretty it good. Looks, it looks really fun. Yeah, they should have directed. They kept should have kept going with Solo. Yeah, <laughs> make it that comedy. Damn it, <laughs> um, Spider Man. I know you're not too excited, or like well, you didn't like the animation, right? I'm really interested in the story. I just, for whatever reason, I'm not a fan of the artificially slowed down frame rate. Like the the look of the the art style i like it's just that it's kind okay. of choppy is weird to me because it's an animated thing I, there's no reason to do that other than you chose to slow down the frame rate and i don't see what you get out of that but i don't, I don't know okay yeah. other than that I, I like the idea of a miles morales story of miles being taught by peter how to be a spider-man I thought it was weird that Gwen showed up too. But... Yeah, they're just like, oh yeah, Spider Gwen's in there. Uh, if for those that don't know in the comics, um, there is Ultimate Spider Man, which is Miles Morales. In that world, Peter dies and Miles becomes the new Spider Man. He's now in the current Marvel universe, and then they kind of did a whole Spider Verse thing. So they're like, look, it's all these Spider Men from these different universes. And in one world, Gwen Stacy becomes Spider Gwen. Yeah. She's Spider Man. It basically, basically was the opposite story of instead of Peter becoming Spider Man. She became Spider Gwen, I think she called herself. And Matt Murdock is King like Yeah, and 
Peter was the one that got killed instead yeah. of her. It's like just kind of a whole reversal for yeah. things. So it looks like they're, I mean, it says Spider-Verse, I believe. In yeah, it. that's the thing. So it's... they're going to show probably ultimate, I mean, uh, alternate uh, spiders, like even Spider-Pig yeah. and other ones. There's more than just those spiders. Yeah, there's there's people. a ton of different Spider-People from, just, you'll, you'll see. if you. Yeah. I'm sure when the movie comes out, they'll show you all the different ones. So that looked, I liked everything about that. I'm very excited for that movie. I can't wait to see it just because it's like, you, you don't get an animated comic book movie anymore in theaters. Usually it's everything's like direct to Blu-ray, direct to DVD, stuff like that. That's like, true. DC does, a, they're pretty consistent with their animated films, but they're always just, uh, they don't, they showed, I think a couple in theaters for like one night and that was about it. So this is like the first time that you're getting like, oh, an actual comic book movie in theaters. That's a cartoon. So I'm excited for that. And lastly, we have How to Train Your Dragon 3, which uh, I remember the actual I forgot one. there was a second one. Yes. And it was called... Sorry, I have to find it. Yeah, How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World. So you get the first trailer for that. Everyone's older. Uh, there's a Light Fury, which is like a White Knight Fury. Uh, seems a little bit different just shorter ear i don't know it's a girl yeah basically the white version of toothless yeah so they're like yo toothless you gotta go off six with this uh, the dragon so you can make more yeah like night furies and light furies and just uh, make everyone happy with their furry art apparently and we're never gonna hear the end of it <laughs> like oh god i'm sure furries will i don't know freaking deviant fans will go crazy yeah. with it but the movies themselves i love those movies oh yeah they're, they're great. great so i'm really excited for this it's gonna be the last one like they already said it was gonna be a trilogy from the beginning so this is like Did the they? last entry it's going to say what happens to the dragons just because they they said like the dragons will be gone by the end of it interesting so they're going to like reveal like oh so this is what happened to them and why they left and then were there any other i believe that was all the trailers and then next was just a random amount of news coming out first off jeremy renner hawkeye for the avengers movies both of his arms are broken, and he was yeah. still able to film a scene with broken arm. Like, how do they you do give that? him green screen casts, and I guess his arms are going to be CG for that scene. That's going to be so weird. It's just, it's so, it's so random. Like, yeah, they're currently filming Avengers Four right now. I believe they already fin they finished uh, Ant Man. They already finished Ant Man and Wasp, and then they're probably already done or finishing up with Captain Marvel. And this is like yeah. the next one after that. So. It's just funny that somehow that occurred and just that even had to happen. Like, who who makes green screen casts? Like, how does that even work? I mean, I guess you just need to paint it green, but yeah, it's just super funny. I mean, I guess not for him because his arms are broken, though. And then uh, another news, Noah Hawley, I hope I'm saying that correctly, uh, he just finished the script for Doctor Doom, the Doctor Doom movie. Uh, he's Fantastic Four villain. Uh fox is basically making it there's they're not stopping they're like we're still gonna keep going man we're gonna hold on to that fantastic four title as long yeah, as, as, long as they probably can until they're officially bought i mean they're being bought anyway so yeah. or maybe depending on how comcast feels oh about my god it. the last fantastic four movie was just so bad i know we don't talk about it yeah <laughs> and then uh willy wonka they're making another new willy wonka movie and among the casting for the wonka man himself is Donald Glover and Ryan Gosling, which is just, they're both, oh, man. it's just, I would love to see specifically Donald Glover, just, it would Same. be. Same. Like, Donald Glover, I just love He's him. already funny oh, enough. yeah, we didn't even mention him at all in talking about Solo. Long story short, he was great in Solo. But, I will watch him in anything, because he is amazing. I love, I love the guy. Uh, they're also coming out with a, we're just going to try to fly through these as best as possible, just because there's so many. Um, yeah. There's an Adam's Family animated movie coming soon, and they cast Oscar Isaac and Charlize Theron as the least voice cast, so basically, like, uh, I forget the parents' names, but basically the parents, uh, they're going to be voiced by Charlize Theron and Oscar Isaac. Uh, DC Movie News. DC once again has announced another movie, adding to the slew of movies that are eventually coming, because they keep just, they won't stop announcing them, and... We already knew we were getting a, a separate universe Joker origin movie. Yeah. And then we were getting a bunch of different, like, 
we're getting like a Harley Quinn and Joker movie with like Jared Leto, Margot Robbie, and then a bunch of different Harley Quinn movies that we can we don't need to go into right now. But Jared Leto is now getting his own Joker movie, so we're getting. <laughs> We're just getting so much. Why, why are we getting so many Joker movies? And wasn't it general consensus that almost no one liked Jared Leto's version of the Joker? I, it's not even like really his fault. It's just how they wrote the character. It, the way I, I don't even know if it's really that. It's just the way they made Suicide Squad and the way they right. tried to show Joker in it, where he's not really like that movie's just such a mess. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. And throwing another character into that without really showing exactly what kind of person he is. He's literally just trying to rescue Harley. We don't know anything else about him or like what kind of like, is he a super funny Joker? Is he a serious, like there, there's different versions of Joker in the comics. So it's like, which one is he? And you don't get, you don't find out from the movie. You literally yeah. don't really get a full like personality from that kind of character. Even though that character like is super mysterious. Regular. You just don't get it. Yeah. Yeah. The really sad thing is you could cut the Joker out of the Suicide Squad entirely and it'd be the same movie. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah, for the most part. And then Super Troopers Helmer, Jay, I, I can't say his last name, but Shandreskar uh, uh, has met with Marvel Studios. So he met with Kevin Feige. He is one of the key plays and also basically is in charge of like everything from like Super Troopers Beer Fest, uh, Mm-hmm. Was Slamming Salmon. She does all those movies. He is hilarious. I can't imagine what they'd give him for a Marvel movie. I believe he's getting to choose. Like, he's getting to look at, really? like, what he can do with mm-hmm. it. Yeah, so he... It's like they, they haven't chosen a specific one for him. Like, they didn't go in going, like, hey, come here. Uh, this is what we want you to do. It's like, I think they're, like, make some choices or something like that. So there's going to be a little bit more freedom in it, I think. Of what he chooses to do, so it's gonna be interesting. It'd be interesting if he did Squirrel Girl. (laughs) That would be interesting. And then, sorry for the repeating. And then, just so many things I could just skip ahead like that. Um, Top Gun Two news. (laughs) Top Gun Two. I love that that they're making a new one. Uh, Two things. One, Val Kilmer might come back, which Val Kilmer was in the first one. He's also if you remember Batman and Batman Forever yeah. and a bunch of other things, it's just Love it's Batman. just Val Kilmer. <laughs> I love seeing Val Kilmer on the screen. It just always feels random. Uh, he'll be possibly coming back, and then they're making a new version, like a remix or just a re reimagining of the Danger Zone song. Oh, really? Yeah. So who knows how crazy that's gonna be? I wonder if they're actually going to get Kenny Loggins to do it again or just it, someone it, else. I have no idea. I, there's just so many possibilities. Um, Tarantino's next movie, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, I believe that's what it's called. It He cast a few more people. Al Pacino is coming, as well as Dakota Fanning and Damian Lewis. So this movie's still getting cast coming in. Is that the movie about the Manson movies? Yes, yeah. it is. It is. They kind of shied away from saying that it's specifically about it now, that it's, like, in the same time, mm. but it's going to most likely include it. Um, they they haven't really said exactly what it's going to be about anymore, but, like, that's part of the... That's one of the features in it, at least. Right. I don't know if it's the sole thing, though. Uh, Matthew Vaughn reportedly uh, planning Kick-Ass reboot, mm. which I, I haven't seen the second one yet still. I still have to watch it. I thought it was okay. okay. It really wasn't that good. They made a Kick-Ass 3 for the comics. They didn't make a movie for it, so I guess that kind of said how that ended right there. So I guess starting over with it would be just like a new... I don't really know how they do something else, just because it wasn't totally comic accurate for the movie, because yeah. the comic was a lot more, I guess, depressing. Definitely like, more the, depressing. The hero got fucked over Mostly because it was more realistic, Yeah, honestly. Was, yeah. It's like, they really take it seriously. Like, yeah, if some kid put on a costume and tried to take on a drug lord, he'd get his ass beat. And, like, if, if he tried to hit on some girl after, like, trying to be, like, well, he was, like, posing as her gay friend for the longest time. And then eventually he says, oh, by the way, I am, I'm kick-ass and I'm totally straight and I'm totally into you. She flipped the fuck out in the comic because that's what most people would probably do. I don't know. Yeah, but the, the movie, movie has more like, of a happy ending. You. At least 
that one did. I'm not really sure what happens in two. Uh, another thing is... Oh, they had to skip over a few things in two, because the comic got I, I know. really I know, I know there's dark. certain things that happen in it. Yeah, yeah. I just, yeah. I guess I'll see what happens when I eventually look. I'll, I'll see you soon. I'll see you soon. Uh, and next is John Lasseter will be leaving Disney and Pixar at the end of 2018, which, if you didn't hear before, there was allegations against him within Pixar that, like, kind of more Me Too stuff for the movement, mm. um, where people were speaking out. He was one of the people that was called out for something he'd done in the past. So. Damn. It makes, like, he had already stepped back at a certain point. Like, he, he kind of gave space to the studio after that happened, uh, just because they would, you know, want Pixar to look bad for something that he did. And mm. now, yeah, he'll be stepping down completely from Pixar and Disney. So it looks like they're just completely severing ties by the end of the year. And then maybe Brad Bird will probably take on that mantle. Who knows? Because, I mean, right now he's finishing up Incredibles 2. And Brad Bird just, Brad Bird's amazing. So hopefully he can take the reins or something like that. And then the last movie news piece is Jeff Johns is exiting his role as like the chief uh, creative man or creative officer, sorry, creative officer and just CCO of, I believe I said that right. So sorry, sorry, CCO of DC uh, for like the DC movies, basically. Yeah. He is going to be getting back into the actual creative side. So it's not really like, oh, you're, you've been doing a shit job. Like, he's been honestly one of the people improving everything. Like, Wonder Woman, I'm pretty sure one of the good things about it was because he jumped in there. Like, even when you see that comic intro now for all the movies, it shows, like, all the cool comic characters. Like, mm -hmm. that was him. I can guarantee you. Like, that's definitely something Jeff Johns would do. Just because he's a, he's a damn good comic creator. So he's... We'll see what he's making now. I don't know if it's going to be in the realm of film or maybe in TV. But he's he's cooking something up, I guess. Mm. And that's about it for movie news. Next is uh, TV, or television, sorry. Uh, what we've been watching for television. I don't really have much to say. Once again, this was also kind of a light leak for me in that area. How about you? I've been continuing with Brooklyn Nine-Nine, and then I gave Marvel's new uh, show, Cloak and Dagger, a try. Yeah, so how was that? I think it's kind of neat that Marvel keeps using, or not exactly using, but making TV shows and stuff for their side projects that don't really, uh, wouldn't make a really good movie or anything, but, uh, like... I mean, all the Marvel shows on Netflix, I guess, are a good example, but they also have, like, I don't know, I guess Legion doesn't really count because that's by Fox. I don't know. I guess, long story short, I thought Cloak and Dagger was really cool. Uh, it, it had, like, a two-parter. I think there's a new episode up tonight. Um, it's interesting. I mean, it really has almost no connection so far, anyway, to the rest of Marvel, other than they mentioned the Roxxon Corporation, which is just some evil corporation that does evil magic shit. <laughs> it's cool. The, basically, the girl has kind of light base powers. The, the guy has dark base powers. And it's interesting how, at least so far, they're learning how to use them. So I'm, I'm definitely in so far. I like it. All right. And so we'll just jump then next to uh, the television news, which we just have two things, really. Uh, one is, if anyone's seen that Castlevania animated show on oh, yeah. Netflix, I still have to. I haven't really? yet. I've heard so many damn good things about it. Uh, yeah, I still have to watch the first season. Uh, the second season, I believe, is coming out this year. And they already now are saying they're about to start recording the third season. Nice. So that uh, was said by Richard Armitage, who is the voice of Trevor Belmont, the protagonist of the series. Honestly, and... at this point, I might just wait to watch the first season until the second season came out, because it ended on like a really bad cliffhanger. It's like, basically, it's about, the cool shit's about to happen, and that's the end of the season. <laughs> oh, okay. I just, I forget why I didn't see it day one. I should have. There's only like three episodes or something like that. Yeah, it's, it's really short. I'm, I'm going to... Honestly? But I'll watch it. I promise I shall watch it before the second season comes it, out. For sure. It kind of felt like they initially were making a Castlevania animated movie, and they just split it up into three parts. Okay. Yeah. 
Interesting. And then Looney Tunes is coming back in the form of like kind of like shorts. So all the classic characters will be returning. I'm not really sure what. Yeah, so Looney Tunes is coming back in the form of like short animation. Uh, we don't know what channel it's going to be on yet or if it's going to be maybe on like a streaming service or something like that. We have no idea what the animation is going to look like. Maybe I'm hoping it's not going to be all these new animations they've been doing for like Thundercats and oh, Teen Titans yeah. Go and stuff. I, I just hope it's like, oh, that. it's in just similar to the classics instead because yeah. you just don't want to mess with that too. Like, just, just keep it pure, man. And very last thing, we don't get news this often anymore just because it was it's two years instead of one year for a wait for season eight. But Game of Thrones, uh, there's been a pilot ordered for George Railroad Martin. <laughs> Sorry, that's from uh, Brad Altano during the comedy button. He started calling him Railroad Martin, and well, I just I mean, love it, it so much. Cause, it mean, does, it does. I just want to give him it... credit for it because I don't want to be like, oh, yeah, I made oh, this yeah. up. But no, uh, Brian Altano says it on the comedy button, which is a really good podcast you guys should listen to. He also works at IGN. Yeah, he also works at IGN. He's a pretty funny guy. But yeah, George R. R. Martin. He looks uh, like a railroad conductor. That's what yeah. <laughs> George R. R. Martin and Jane Goldman both co-wrote a prequel for Game of Thrones. And it apparently just got a pilot ordered. So they're going to be making a pilot for it. I'm sure it'll come out a year or two after season eight finishes. But it's going to be... Do you know what it's going to be? If it, I hope it's Robert's Rebellion. It's The Long Night. So oh, the age of, what? I believe that's the Age of Heroes. So we're going to get the original White Walker really? attack on the kingdom of Westeros in which the Children of the Forest and the First Men have to band together. So there's not going to be any Andals. There's not going to be any Roinar, which the Andals are like Lannisters and the Arryns and uh, Highgarden and everyone, like yeah. the Tyrells. And then the Reinar are the Martells, and also no Valyrians, so no Targaryens. So it's just going to be Northerners, or basically the first men everywhere, and Children of the Forest fighting White Walkers, it sounds like. If it's yeah. The Long Night, that's basically the gist of The Long Night. That's interesting. Yeah. I still... More I... Starks, dude. Just a, a lot of Starks. <laughs> Maybe Brandon the Builder and stuff like that. We'll That'd see. Neat. I just want them to cover robert's rebellion more in more detail because there's so much cool shit that happened there and there's like very few flashbacks in the book to those scenes well i mean they did say how many how many teams did they have writing scripts for possible spin-off shows there was there was like 10 there was like five to ten people or five to ten like teams working on all these different spin-offs and i'm sure they're going to make more than one just because they're like oh this can become like a whole fucking star wars universe of it which i don't want it to be like Dr- like drowned or anything like just don't drown it with a shit ton of stuff but as long as it's good that's yeah. all that matters this shit's hot right now ride that wave until yeah. it goes. <laughs> ride that song about some fire away bro <laughs> just give me the sixth book though just fucking give me wins of winter that's all i really want oh my god we'll yeah. get it we'll get it after season eight <laughs> fucking just gonna have fucking action it's gonna be another decade till we get yeah, the last book we'll never get it <laughs> and then there's still one more book after that well that's what i mean it's like the, there's supposed to be like two more books the uh, next one might come out next year. It's going to be like another 10 years to the next one. Yeah. So that's all the news we have for television. And that's actually all we have for this episode. Yeah. So, yeah, that's I think that's all we got. And for, we're, for we're the format for this one's a lot shorter. Uh, we don't know if all the episodes will be as long as the first one. We're going to see just how, like I said, people are micro audience right now, how they yeah. feel, what feedback they give us will depend on like how we change things up maybe it's longer shorter depends on how everyone feels but if you want to contact us give us feedback positive negative just whatever helps us be constructive or better for everyone else email us at sutrosidetalk at gmail.com and we should have by the time this episode airs we'll have a twitter account out so if you want follow us at sutrosidetalk and if you want to follow me i'm at underscore raider underscore and james you were at uh at invader jim 124 on twitter all right yeah we'll we'll have those all up in the show notes if you want um we don't really tweet that often yeah uh it's i just assume that's what you do for a podcast (laughs) i don't like to be social yeah i'm not the biggest on it i'll post some stuff sometimes usually something sound or something yeah we'll see 
So, yeah, that's the show. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Uh, we'll be on SoundCloud again. Eventually, we'll be on iTunes and every other platform, or however many we can go, jump onto. It's just all in due time. Bear yeah. with us. This is kind of like a trial run, for the most part, just testing everything out until we do jump onto iTunes and the others. But yeah, thank you so much. Uh, tune in very shortly, honestly, either the same day or maybe even later in the next day, for all of the E3 short episodes we will have. And thank you.